Welcome everybody, I'm Ivy Rivera, Psychic Medium. I am a Taino Arawak and I own a school called the Ivy League Psychic Academy. The Academy has been around now for about eight years, maybe a little longer than that. And I started training people in psychic mediumship based on what spirit had shown me a proper method of training people. And from there, it branched out into astrology and tarot and Reiki and the monthly psychic fairs and what don't we do, okay? Basically everything. So what are we talking about today? The still small voice. Now everybody's heard of this, but it's become very new age. It's sort of the modern thing to talk about spirit in such a way that is not entirely authentic. People talk about spirit and everybody wants to be a light worker these days. They refer to these very bold messages that they hear all the time and how loud spirit is and how, you know, angels are always present and things like this. And that is really just not true. It, that is just not how it works. So it is very rare to hear in a very bold, strong kind of a way uh, from spirits that are in the light, even from angels or from your guides. It is really very quiet. It's more the biblical sayings on communication that refer to an inner voice, a sense of peace, a stillness and a calm a quiet whisper, that would be more accurate, which makes it kind of hard to hear. Okay, so what do we want to be looking for when we are differentiating between ourselves and spirit? And how do we quiet ourselves so that we can hear more from spirit? We're going to get into all of this. Before I do though, I wanna explain something. When I refer to spirit, I've had people ask me, what are you talking about though? And I've had other native tribes say, well, you refer to spirit in the same way that we do. It's the Holy Ghost, you could say, if you're coming from more of a sort of Christian perspective, right? It is in every religion, that, that inner voice, that inner God. So when I refer to spirit, it is that. I'm talking about hearing from God in such a way that you know it came from a higher source and it is internal in you, guiding you. It is an energy source that you can tap into at all times. It is the Holy Spirit, it is the Holy Ghost. That's what I mean by spirit, okay? So other people think that when I refer to spirit, I'm referring to deceased human beings. That is not probably it. So I actually, my students understand this better. I'm either saying the dead or the deceased, okay, which is a totally separate category, or I'm referring to guides, your spirit guides. I'm referring to angels sometimes. But when I say spirit, I'm really talking about God. I'm talking also about the collective. So when we think of God as being like the top, director of things that are happening here in your life, the intervention, the miracle energy, and the wisdom. We have levels under God. It's sort of like a hierarchy. And the deceased would not be up there. <laughs> okay, the deceased are just us without 
the meat suit. That that's it. So if you're a human being and you pass away, yes, you know, you're you're a spirit, but you're a spirit now with a body. You're always a spirit, but you're a human spirit. A level up above that would be the guides, the spirit guides, our helpers. If you don't know your helpers, we have meet your guides class. You're going to want to take that download. And then above that, we have angels. Angels are the healing entities of the universe. They work very strongly, very closely with empathic people and animals. So it's like a triad. And then we have the higher ups. We have the saints. We have God at the top. So sometimes when I'm referring to spirit, I'm really talking about the God energy possibly passing through one of the other higher up entities in the universe. Okay, like a guide, like an angel. But still it's coming directly from that ultimate power. Now, can the deceased do that? Absolutely. I love to think of our ancestors and our deceased loved ones as being a part of that network. And they most certainly are. But their communication is a little bit different. It's a lot bit different, let's face it. Okay, that's why we have the psychic mediumship course to break all of this down. And we have a little problem with the deceased. They can actually fall into one of two categories. And what that means is they are either making a choice. Once we die, we make a choice to either go into the light or to remain here on the earth plane. It is not recommended that you remain on the earth plane. If we were to think of going to heaven, right, heaven, if we were to think of going into the light as being a food source, a safe haven, our authentic home, where we belong, that would be very accurate. And if we were to think of staying on the earth plane, okay, being an earthbound spirit, as being sort of a sense of starvation, kind of a feeling of being trapped or in hell, uncomfortable, not where we belong, that would be very accurate. And if you look at the life experience here on Earth, that would make sense to you a great deal of the time, okay? It's not the most comfortable situation to be in here. We're not from here. We're only supposed to pause here for a period of time and do some work, pick up some lessons. Then we're meant to graduate into the light. But in order to be in the light and to stay in the light, we have to abide by some laws, so when a spirit decides to cross over in to the light when they die, they have to let go of bitterness, fear, anger, resentment, baggage, all that hatred. They have to agree to evolve, to learn, to grow, to help others. And spirits that choose to stay earthbound are essentially there because they're not willing to do any of that. Okay, if that makes some sense. They're stuck on something for whatever reason. Now, if you look around at people, everyday people, we have those two categories, do we not? You can think of people in your life 
that are living within the light. They have a growth mindset. They like to take good care of themselves. They like to heal others. They're community oriented. Then we have others who don't care about anybody else. You know, they don't really respect themselves. They have no joy. They're bitter. They're aggressive. They work from a place of ego. They're vampires. They're always draining you of your energy. Toxic. Well, it's the same thing. So even earthbound spirits that are there only because of over-attachment to someone they loved or fear. Earthbound spirits can be someone who lost a child or someone who wants justice for the way that they died. That can happen, but it's not as common as you might think. Even in situations like that, though, they are still technically coming from a place of fear, control, ego. Gotta let that go. So here's the big difference. Spirits that are earthbound are loud when they want to communicate with you. They have no sense of boundaries. We do uh, one of the psychic mediumship weeks in class. We have a class called Hauntings, Clearings, and Detachments. And that's up on the website for download if you want more information on that. The difference between the way earthbound spirits communicate and spirits in the light. So earthbounds don't have a sense of boundaries. They can come in very close to you. And while they may be very loud, they can be very directive. You should not be taking that advice. Because here's how I look at it. If they haven't even figured out how to transfer into the light, they're in no position to give anybody guidance. It's sort of like having a person in your circle that is always a mess, you wouldn't get in trouble yourself and go to them for good advice. You want to avoid that like the plague. Unfortunately, they're really easy to hear. Okay, so a lot of living people get distracted and they tend to listen to what the earthbounds are saying or what negative spirits and entities in the dark are saying. What you can watch for are some physical cues. If they're coming from the dark, you might feel physically sick, like a headache, very dizzy, nauseous, sometimes a burning at the back of your neck up into your head, a twisting feeling in your stomach or in your guts, almost like, like a knife, like a stabbing. Uh, different pains, especially in your lower back, a general feeling of discomfort, sadness, heaviness, or depression. Anyone who's ever gone into a haunted location, you would notice this. If it's haunted by something really toxic, something bad happened there, you would have felt all this probably as you were driving past it even or approached. We have physical cues that... A spirit in the light is giving us guidance. And that would be a sense of warmth. Possibly even a sense of being drenched in heat from the top of your head slowly down to the bottom of your feet. You might also feel a sense of peace and calm. You would notice that the voice is not intrusive or yelling at you. You wouldn't hear it with your ears. You would actually hear it in your head, almost like it's your own voice, and it would be good advice. <laughs> it would be healing advice.
it would be really helpful information. So all of a sudden, a thought might pop into your head, and it is a solution to something that you've been dealing with. They tend to be more reserved because the law in the light is also this. Spirits aren't allowed to come to you and communicate, including your deceased loved ones, your ancestors. They're not allowed to come to you and communicate with you unless it is for healing purposes, unless it is going to help you with your growth. And it has to be good for the collective. So earthbounds don't have that rule. Negative and lower energies don't have that rule. They can come to you with anything. And they can even wrap it up in a bow and deceive you into thinking that it's good. And it isn't. This is why you have to be careful when you go to a reader. Is that a real medium from the light? Or is that a medium who's channeling dark energy? Be careful. So sometimes people say, why can't I hear from my loved ones? Why am I not hearing from them as much as I need to or I want to? It's probably right there in that question. You need it. You want it. You, you are almost greedy for the attention, which probably means that when it is coming, you're not fully receiving it. You're not accepting it and acknowledging it. You may not have an attitude of gratitude and you're holding too tight. That is not for your highest and best good. That is not healing for you. That is causing you to be stuck. You're not growing and releasing and you're not letting them go. So they can't come. So if you're having problems hearing from your deceased loved ones, it could be you that is the block. And you're going to want to release and need less. You want to say to them, I would love to hear from you. I would love to have a visit from you. And whenever you could do that, I'm going to be watching for that. And I'm going to embrace it and be thankful and take it for what it is and not try to make it into something more. Do not, when they come and visit you, then become downtrodden and depressed and start crying and flip out and have to leave work. They are going to have to go right back to what they were doing before, which is pulling back, holding back. They cannot come in and upset you like that. They're not allowed. Okay. So there are all these rules that go on. And another common question from my clients and my students is, why do I feel so cut off from spirit? I'm crusted from head to toe in my crystals. I am putting my feet in the water every day. I'm surrounded by plants. I've got some salt in the bottom of my shower. I drink my teas. I meditate for an hour a day. You know, what the heck is wrong? Why am I not feeling it? You're doing too much. You're doing too much. And there's probably no need to be doing all of that at all because it's not going to fix the real issue, which is there's something else they told you to do that you didn't follow. There was some type of instruction given to you at some point. And it could be anything from having to let go of a toxic relationship that you refused to let go of, switching careers, moving forward into light work, Letting go of a bad habit like smoking, drug use, drinking, overeating. I, it could literally be anything. Sometimes I get punished for not going shopping for a new wardrobe 
and I shouldn't be talking because I've actually been wearing this for the last two years, but, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. And right now there are no malls open, so I can't do anything about it, but I don't like shopping. And sometimes I will go into my closet and literally everything that I own will have holes in it. It will look like Mothra came and like attacked my closet. And there are no moths. There's no reason for these holes. Sometimes Paul's seen it. Mm -hmm. It'll look like scissors were taken to my clothes in little holes. And it's because Spirit told me I have to go shopping for a new wardrobe and I refused. It can even be something as small as that. Spirit is helping you with the fine detail on your life, not just the huge big stuff. If you're feeling that you're disconnected from hearing from Spirit, you're not feeling that there's a good flow there and you're doing too much really because it's very simple to connect then you need to assess whether or not there's something you didn't do that you should have done that can also be a block now why is that you'll have a lot of readers out there who will tell you oh spirits cut you off or you know they're angry with you that is complete hogwash they have never completely cut you off or abandoned you and they don't get angry unless they're channeling earthbound spirits I mean which they should never be doing so no they're not angry with you but is it possible that you're not doing what you need to do and taking responsibility for your own life it's possible and in the event that that's happening what you could find is that they're pulling back because the law for your guides and your angels and what God abides by what your ancestors are abiding by right is that they can only tell you three times to do something so if you've heard it and you've heard it and you've heard it and you've been ignoring it then that's it it is no longer healing when they come to you it's enabling and just like you wouldn't want to do that with your child you would want to have follow-through on a punishment or if they didn't earn it you wouldn't want to give them the chocolate anyways or if you're in a love partnership and the person isn't doing anything for you you wouldn't want to uh, take care of more of the relationship and continue to steer the ship and control it and manipulate it to make it last they can't do that either the same laws that you would see over there in the light are the ones that you would see here. Mediumship is a perfect metaphor for life in every way. Okay, so you feel cut off, then do what you were supposed to do. The minute you do take a step out in blind faith, the communication opens right back up. Blessings start to flow again. Any prosperity that was on hold will come in. All kinds of things start to change. But you cannot make your decisions based on your emotions. You have to make them based on your intuition. When is there an exception to the loud rule? When is it not the still, small, inner voice? That sense of knowing that's always there. When is it not that? And it's coming from the light. Well, when do they get loud in the light? If you're in danger, they will be loud. And if you are about to pass a deadline in your life contract, your life contract is what you signed on to do before you came to earth. Everything in there is on a deadline. If they know that you're about to screw it up and miss a deadline, they will get louder. And you would notice it mostly at night. You might notice a guide or some strange person <laughs> you don't recognize. 
up in your face. You would hear your name called, especially when the veil is lifted between the worlds. The veil gets lifted upon dozing off and waking up. So you would hear your name more and you might get a very intense ringing in your ears. Tinnitus, the pressure in your ears, the ringing in your ears is an indicator that they're trying to communicate with you and messages are trying to come through. So if you're approaching a deadline, you will start to feel as though you're being bombarded by spirit. And that could be, very well could be, spirits in the light trying to make sure that you get it done, that you do it right. All right, let's talk a little bit about how you can tell the difference between a spirit communicating with you, you receiving something from your own psychic ability or your higher mind, or it just being your imagination and you think you're going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. How do you know the difference? So this is the number one most common question. All of my students that come in day one, this is what they want to know. How will I know? How will I know? Well, you probably need the full training. Okay, so psychic mediumship course is going to help you with this. But in a nutshell, your psychic ability is not coming from an outside voice. And it's not coming from an inner voice in your mind, clear audience. It's just coming from you. It's coming from your gut instinct. It would be this sort of knowing, this understanding that something is either good or bad at the most basic level. Clairvoyance, your psychic ability, that is the ability to see the past, the present, and the future with accuracy, without having any prior knowledge. And every soul surviving on earth has this ability or they'd be dead. This is how we survive. So when you feel it, you just kind of know it. No spirits had to get involved to tell you that. It came from you. And that would be triggered when you're around other people. You might see things about them. You may know when the phone is going to ring and who it is. You would know if there's a Facebook message waiting for you. All of a sudden, you just sort of know it's there and you might know the content. You might start thinking about a movie that you haven't seen in 15 years, and then all of a sudden you turn on the TV that night and it's on. All kinds of things like this. You know what song is going to come on. Your girlfriend comes to you and says, oh my God, I met this guy and he's amazing. And you're like, uh-oh. And you just know, okay? That's your psychic ability. When is it mediumship? Usually when it's mediumship, and yes, everybody is a medium, it's involuntary because... Spirit doesn't care whether you believe or not. They're always communicating. Doesn't require faith. <laughs> okay. When mediumship is kicking in, there are physical cues. Pretty significant, sometimes overwhelming physical cues. Anxiety attacks, number one. Ear ringing, okay, number two. Headaches, because too much information is building up in there. You might also notice sleep disturbances. You could get dizzy, translucent lines across your vision, 
numbness in the face, the mouth, and the hands, tingling in the hands or the feet. And obviously, like we talked about earlier with the clairaudience, thoughts being put in your head, probably not in their voice, but more in your own internal dialogue. It is also helpful. Okay, it's helpful, it's healing, it's calm. Your psychic ability, on the other hand, can feel kind of wild and interruptive and can almost cause like nervousness, too much energy. Okay. How do you know if it's your imagination? Well, that's really tricky because when I'm training my students to give readings, we talk about imagination a lot. Imagination is our friend because the language itself often breaks down into symbology. So ancient symbology, tarot, astrology, native symbology, numerology. You know, if you look, if you like your dream books, dream analysis, it's all the same thing. These ancient archetypes, Carl Jung. We look at all of this. We have messages within those symbols. And often what happens is you think your imagination is running and all of these symbols and colors and flashes and images are coming up and you think it's just you and it isn't. It's actually spirit communicating, giving you symbols. Okay. So your imagination is also required to give a reading or to accurately understand what they're trying to tell you because sometimes they're using your clairvoyant ability. So they're playing a scene back in your head, in your mind's eye, almost like watching a movie. And you're supposed to be watching and learning what the lesson is, but instead you say, oh, that's just my imagination. Oh, I'm just daydreaming. Oh, my mind wandered off. Let it wander, 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 wander. We want to go to the right side of our brain. That's how you tap into intuition. That's how you tap into everything that is going on around you that you don't see when you're on the left logical side of your brain. So it's a shifting from the left to the right. And the only way to know whether or not it's your <laughs> imagination is to practice and find out and test things. So what I would give you guys for homework, if you were my full-time students here, I would have you keep a journal for the next maybe two to three weeks and ask yourself, hmm, that message that I just got, did it come from me psychically? Did it come from my higher mind? Did that come from me? Or did that come from a spirit talking to me? Or was that my imagination? And test it. Sometimes it takes a couple days for something to prove itself but it will prove itself. And if spirit knows that you're toying around with this, they will be more than helpful to work with you and get you up to the next level. Okay. So hopefully that was kind of helpful for you guys. Do you guys have any questions or comments? So spirit can put a thought in your mind and lead you on the right path? Because that's happened to me. So Spirits can put a thought in your mind and lead you on the right path. And negative spirits can put thoughts in your mind and destroy your life. Mm. Humans are wide open channels. Humans are nothing more than wide open vessels. And we are susceptible to energy manipulation at all times. So the only people that are authentically being themselves and are working with the light are those that are mindful 
24-7. Those that are possessed, they have attachments, paranormal issues, they have mental problems often, they have emotional disturbances, rage issues. It often leads to things like addiction or it came from having an addiction, drug use, drinking. Those are easy ways to get in. Those are people that are being manipulated by negative and dark energies. So they will put toxic thoughts in your mind. You're not good enough. You're never going to accomplish anything. The minute you start going in the right direction, they'll hold you back. You know, don't forget what you did. Guilt, shame. Okay. It's biblical that spirit is a fear, the fear of spirit. You are not to let the, the spirit of fear in your life. And if you do, it becomes an infection. That's the ego that I was talking about earlier. Okay. So we need to make sure and fully understand the language because spirits are channeling through us all the time. Because that's all humans are. We're just energy. We're wide open channels. So something's going to be coming through you. And you have to make sure that you understand the difference between you and them. And then only entertain the light. Ultimately, we do have control. But if we're out of control, we don't. Not at all. So, yes, they absolutely can come and put in helpful information. Can they put those thoughts in through dreams as well? Um, if you're not listening during the day or if they think that they can get a better message across to you at night, they will absolutely use your dream state. And a big part of the reason they do that is because people who are becoming very prophetic or your mediumistic or empathic abilities have moved up a couple levels. The last thing I see with my students before they really, really need to come in for training is that their dreams get very, very intense. And there's a ton of dialogue going on with the spirits during that time because they're ready to evolve up to the next level, which means they're ready to start actually giving it out to others and be part of the larger community. Now, if they don't, they end up with problems, typically anxiety disorders, depression issues, you know, ADHD-like symptoms, all, all kinds of problems. Because that energy, too much energy can make you sick, if not dealt with and channeled. But they will start to come to you at night. And that can be another reason, is that you're really getting prepared for this next step in your development. Absolutely. Yep. But again, if there's something you missed and you need to do it and you are on a deadline, yes, you will hear from them at night if you're not listening to them during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Priya Gupta said that she hears sounds mostly when she's in a deep sleep. And when I wake up suddenly, it's like they're trying to make everything silent. Oh. Um, and Kim Murchison Petku says, when you get woken up thinking your name was called, that is a deadline or could be or another message. It could be a deadline. Yeah. And uh, Soraya is asking if there are certain times of the year that this, this veil is thinner or lifted. Yeah, I do believe uh, the, the science behind the veil being thinnest around the autumn months. But, you know, it's not going to make it so tremendously so that you're able to really do anything more than, than what you could do any other day while you're practicing. 
um, good connection, you know, and we don't need that. And there's no such thing as that being like the only day when the spirits can cross from earthbound into the light. I don't believe in things like that. But yes, it can be thin um, during that time, especially. She said something about waking up and feeling like they, they try to quiet down. <laughs> so um, whether you're just shifting to the left side of your brain and that's literally like a, like a dial tone, you're literally turning it off. You're quieting it down. So as we shift from right to left, okay, we just sort of start turning it off until, until it's gone. And so that's why it's important throughout the day to make sure that you're kind of toeing that line between left and right, left and right, and periodically going right. We also have something called the ultra DN cycle. So every hour and a half, we know that the brain goes over to the right side and holds for 20 minutes. And they used to think this was something that um, people with bipolar or schizophrenia had, but now they realize it happens to everybody. And so those would be times when you tap in also. Uh, Maggie Montoya asks, what do you mean by earthbound? Are there many types of spirits? Spirits? There are many, many types of spirits. I categorize them in two different, you know, volumes. We've got spirits that are working from darker energy, and that is their food source, or we could say they don't have a food source. And then we have spirits that are in the light, and that is source, or that is the food source. And there are within each many, many different categories. We have for the spirits in the dark, we have the hauntings, clearings, and detachments class that could help you to learn those. And then for the spirits in the light, we have the psychic mediumship training that breaks down those categories. Earthbound? An earthbound spirit is a deceased human being who decided that when they died, they did not want to cross over into this other dimension known as heaven or the light. It's a higher dimension. They decided that they want to stay here. <laughs> Why would they choose that? Because people who work from a place of ego spend their entire lives living in fear. So everything is a fear-based decision, which means everything that they do is based on their emotion. It's never based on their intuition. And your intuition rarely matches your emotion. It, it often matches your logic, but they're also not very logical people. They're emotion-based people. They're fear-based people. So if they went through some type of a circumstance in their life that really caused them to be more egotistical and less faith-based, you know, they, they never really learned how the universe works. They never learned to trust in God or a higher power or themselves. They never learned how to work from a place of love. Then they would carry that habit with them onto the other side. Are earthbound spirits more drawn to certain people for any particular reason? Like are more people more susceptible for the communication? And if so, what is it that would draw them to those people? Well... All spirits are drawn to those that have increased mediumistic abilities. And if you're of a certain nationality, so we see with the natives, we see with African-Americans, we see with Hispanics in a huge, huge way, the number one category. Um, we have certain nationalities. And then we have certain people who have it just kind of genetically, regardless of your nationality. Um, it gets handed down from generation to generation. And what it is is basically like the brain works in a different way. And these people would be more intuitive. 
which does not, everybody is a medium, but if these people have an extra dose, they would not be trying to be mediumistic. It would just happen naturally and spirits are naturally drawn to those people. So I think of it almost like having, um, being like a taxi cab, you know, and if your light is on, everyone's going to try to flag you down. And, um, reason being that they are either trying to communicate messages over to you so that you can give healing out to others. Because if you have this ability to a heightened degree, you're supposed to be doing light work. Now, the problem we have in the world and the reason the world is in the shape it's in is because we don't have enough light workers stepping up. And the ones that we do are being improperly trained and they're getting devoured by the dark. So the other flip side to this is that spirits that are from the dark would be coming to a medium to steal their energy source, to drain them, to shut that light off, to stop them. And, you know, it's food. That's what they're eating. I, I would say that they're not very drawn to really toxic, you know, people who do nothing with their lives. The people who have the greatest issues in life, and you guys, if this is you, okay, you're going to want to watch the other video up here on YouTube. I put it up a while ago. You'll have to put it in the search bar. It's called Fighting the Dark. Those that are here to do light work are attacked more than anyone else. And that's how you know the difference between a real light worker and someone who's just doing it for business because their lives are a little too easy. If you are here to fight this battle, to spread the light, to bring healing to others, to set people free, you're going to get attacked constantly. So that's the other reason that dark energy would be drawn to you. It's kind of like saying because you're a medium. It's because you're here to do good. You're here to bring healing. You're a healer. And I would really say anybody who's been born into a horrible situation or circumstances, anybody who's had to battle, you know, alcohol and drugs, anyone who's had to deal with, you know, horrible um, health problems. Um, if you feel like you're always getting slammed one thing after another, after another, but you're a really good person, this is why. And you need to develop it and get your strength. Danielle Johnson asks, within nature, are there both spirits in the light and spirits within darkness, or are all spirits in nature in the light? Within nature, yeah. yes. I feel that they're all in the light, even if they're hideous, even if it is that thing that lives at the bottom of the ocean with the sharp teeth and the light that comes above its head, it, it, that comes and eats you, you know, when you try to put your feet in this. I, I, I have seen some horrifying looking animals, but I have never felt like they're coming from dark, from dark energy. And I actually had a professor, I complain about this still years later. I had a professor who brought down my entire GPA because he would not give me uh, an A on a paper that I felt I earned because I wrote uh, an argumentative paper on why an animal like a whale has greater value than a person sometimes. And he said, no, humans are always at the top. Humans are always at the top. And I said, no, because if a whale is helping the ecosystem and it is bringing in positive energy and it is keeping things in balance and it is doing no harm, therefore it is better than a person if the person were toxic and killing and causing, you know, disaster and he would not 
pass me on that. I got a scholarship in arguing regardless, so <laughs> a little while later. But, but absolutely, I believe that everything in nature is positive, even when it's destructive. I think that it comes, such as the pandemic, to wipe out what is dark. And I've been saying this about the pandemic from the beginning. This is here to take those that are feeding the dark and drain them of the last of their mental instability. It's to completely send them off the cliff. And we see that happening every day. And those that have been feeding the light feel peace and calm. How many of you have found yourself in quarantine having a, the time of your life, you know, there are some of us that we're just ready for this. We're ready to step up. And even things like, you know, nature has a way of coming in and being like, we're going to take the dark and we're going to wipe it out. And we see astrologically that the transition of wealth is going to go from the very wealthy down to the poor. So the head becomes the tail and the tail becomes the head. And nature is a huge part of the system in a positive way, even when it looks negative. Soraya had said that she did watch Fighting the Dark video and it helped her make sense of what she had experienced at the end of last year and the beginning of this year. So thank oh, you for that. Good for you. Good. Um, and Tina Ruff says that her spirit guides and guardian angels have been all around sending feathers and her aunt sending her bunny rabbits. Mm -hmm. uh, the biggest hurdle right now is listening to them and letting go of her toxic relationship. And Roxanne Tice asked, how do we protect ourselves from the negative negativity of the dark energy? Well, I would recommend that class. You know, it's not the kind of thing I can really cover here really quickly. Um, there are many tools that you're going to have to use. And at different times in your life, you're going to have to know which tools to use. So you have to gain knowledge, education, and then have wisdom. And at the, at the root of it all is going to be discernment. And you can't have discernment without the basic education. So I would highly recommend the hauntings, clearings, and detachments class. We also put up a free video right as the pandemic started. Um, well, not the pandemic, but the quarantine. I think the first free video we did was cleansing training. And so I think we talked about it quite a bit in there. Okay, so you'll want to go back and look over that. But how do you protect yourself? You learn. You get educated. You stop listening <laughs> to all these ridiculous, phony lightworking gurus out there who say that that you're the problem or that you're attracting dark energy or that it's a you know it's a reflection of you know something in you you learn the truth and we go back to the basics there is light there is dark that is a fact the dark will eat you and you're originally from the light and you need to make your way on back there okay and and once you, you learn to tell the difference between the two, you can figure out what exactly is coming at you and then apply those tools from that class to that problem. Tina expanded on hers a bit and said, so if I listen to my grandma, Doreen, my guardian angel and my spirit guides and get rid of the toxic relationship, my connection with all of them will get stronger? Oh, no doubt about it. Because you, you, have, to, you have to love yourself. You have a job to do here on earth, and that is to grow, and that is to develop. That is about loving yourself and taking good care of yourself. It's not their job around the clock to do that for you. It's their job to assist you in doing it for yourself. And the ultimate goal of having an experience here on earth is to be able to get strong enough so that you're not always needing for spirits to take care of you so that you can actually start helping giving out to the community and 
if you are living a life right now that is stagnant and toxic, then you're not really in a position to give out very much. So if you start working within the system, the way you get on path with your life, and certainly within your life contract, you start hitting any of these deadlines, then it's not just your grandma and your guides that are going to come to you more. It's ab absolutely everything in the universe is going to start working in your favor. So it's red lights turning green. It's prosperity. It's abundance. It's blessings that have been waiting for you. It's members of your soul group coming in. It's a new lover. It's health. You know, uh, health problems that you were having may disappear. It's mental and emotional well-being. I mean, it goes far, far, far beyond just them communicating. They're just sort of the last hangers on trying to get you to do the right thing. So, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's literally like a light switch. That's the nice thing. And that's what I wish people understood more. I cannot tell you that stepping out in blind faith and actually doing something and then having follow through with it, not backpedaling, but actually doing something, literally instantaneously, duh, the flow starts to come again. It gets so much easier. You just have to do it. I think what would really help uh, you and a lot of the questions that I'm hearing is the class feelings versus intuition, how to make good decisions. That's going to be huge. Well, I hope to see everybody at the Psychic Mediumship Development course. So go ahead and register. Ivy Rivera, PsychicMedium.com. Thanks, everybody.